You are listening to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast, and this is episode number 61. Welcome to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast with Monique Malcolm, a show about creative people leveraging their brilliance to create their own opportunities. I aim to show you what's really possible when you shut down the course of fear and lean into your genius zone. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting keepchasingthestars.com backslash podcast. Hey, Star Chasers. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Pimp Your Brilliance. I'm your host, Monique Malcolm, and the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast is a show for people who want to turn their ideas into opportunities. And we do that here every single week through inspiring interviews with amazing creative women, sometimes men, entrepreneurs from all types of various backgrounds doing really cool and neat things. And then I jump on the mic and I do solo episodes where I share bits and pieces of my own journey, strategies, whatever's on my mind, honestly, to help you go out there and pimp your own brilliance. And today I want to talk about mindset because mindset is a topic that we are covering all month long over in Star Chasers United, Star Chasers United being a private community. And we are talking about mindset because I think this is one of the foundational things that everyone needs to be doing. We all should be doing mindset work, but it's often overlooked. We don't give that much thought to mindset and doing the work continuously that we need to do to level up and elevate our mindsets. And as you're going to see in this episode, it's really crucial and it's super important. And we all need to be more conscious and more aware of doing our mindset exercises and flexing those mindset and those belief muscles, people, because this is how we're going to get to the next level that we're trying to get to. Whether that is you getting the courage to start and beginning your side hustle, or even considering things like leaving your day job to go do your work full time, because that's the goal for some of us. So let's just dive into this whole idea behind mindset, because There's some things I've been doing a lot of research and really thinking about what kinds of questions should we be asking ourselves and what things should we really be doing to help elevate and level up our mindset. And there's a few things that have come to mind, but let's start at the top. What is mindset? Because I'm talking about mindset, but maybe you don't even know what that means. And that's fine if you don't, because I'm going to tell you. Okay, so mindset. Your mindset is a collection of thoughts and beliefs about the world and how you see yourself in it. Because of those two basic things, your thoughts and beliefs, your mindset shapes your thought habits. And if you don't know what a thought habit is, it's basically the way you usually think about something. And your thought habits affect how you think, what you feel, and what you do. And when you really think about it, your mindset is really, really impactful. Your mindset impacts how you make sense of the world and how you make sense of your own place in the world. And this is all stuff that's going on inside your head. So each person's mindset is different and we are trying to shift ourselves to a place where our mindset is positive, it's empowering, it believes in our success, it believes in our own potential. So when you talk about mindset, if you do any Google searches at all about mindset, how to change your mindset, books on mindset, chances are you're going to stumble upon a book called Mindset, The New Psychology of Success, How We Can Learn to Fulfill Our Potential. And that was written by Carol Dweck, PhD, and she's like the leading expert on mindset as far as I could tell from my searching. And I actually started reading this book, so I'm familiar with the basic concept of it. So what, what, I don't know if we should call her doctor. Let's call her because she's a PhD. So let's just call her doctor, Dr. Dweck. In her book, she talks about two types of mindsets. 
there is a fixed mindset and what she calls a growth mindset. And here are the differences. In a fixed mindset, people believe their basic qualities, like their intelligence or talent, are simply fixed traits. They spend their time documenting their intelligence or talent instead of developing them. They also believe that talent alone creates success without effort. And she says they are wrong. So you don't want to have a fixed mindset. On the other hand, a growth mindset and a growth mindset, people believe that their most basic abilities can be developed through dedication and hard work. Brains and talent are just a starting point. And this view creates a love of learning and a resilience that is essential for great accomplishment. And virtually all great people have had these qualities. If it's not obvious already, then clearly we want to have a growth mindset and not a fixed mindset because essentially with a fixed mindset, you believe what you were born with, like what, what you got is what you got. Like you can't get any more. You're not necessarily going to get better. And this is that belief that talent supersedes everything and that talent, if you're a person who has natural abilities or natural talent, you're automatically going to be successful. Or if you don't necessarily know your innate abilities in the beginning, then you won't be successful. And I don't believe, I don't subscribe to a fixed mindset. I believe everybody has something and that we can develop and we can learn and hard work and just the the effort that we put in over time is what's ultimately going to determine how successful we are and the things that we ultimately end up doing during our time on this rock swirling in space. But if you have a fixed mindset, you really need to start doing some work and unpacking (laughs) where some of these fixed beliefs come from and try to shift them. And I'm going to talk about a few things in a little bit, but I want to talk a little bit more about why I think mindset is important. Because Beyond these fixed mindset and this growth mindset, I just think there's some practical things that really come into play and things that we don't even tend to give that much thought as to how our mindset dictates those things. So why is mindset important? Your beliefs are co-creating your reality. And here's what I mean by that. They're constantly influencing the possibility that we see in ourselves, that we see in the world, we see in our own lives. That possibility is constantly being influenced and distorted distorted by the things that you believe. Have you ever heard the saying, thoughts become things? Well, that's kind of what this is, this is alluding to. The things that you think, the things that you believe, really do have a way to shape our reality. And here's one of my core beliefs. I say this to people all the time. As humans, we are limited by what we can see and what we believe. And here's what I mean by that. It's, it's just kind of like... I want to say it's like just basic mindset logic, but I just think this is just how we are as human beings. If we see something like our eyes actually see something, we believe what our eyes are telling us. And then on the the flip side of that, on, you know, our eyes are kind of like, all right, seeing is believing. I saw with my eyes, I believe this thing has happened. But if we are not seeing something in order for us to believe something that we haven't actually seen, we actually have to believe it in our minds. Our minds have to feel like that thing is possible. We have to have the mindset for it. So I always say your limitations come by one, what you actually can see physically through your eyes and what your mind, your subconscious, like what's happening in your mind, what that actually believes is possible is the other thing that limits you. 
So there's only so much that you can do to untether yourself by what your eyes can see. But there's so much potential that's untapped in our minds, if our minds can believe something, if our minds believe in the possibility. So we need to work very hard to grow our belief muscles. That's what we're going to call them. And if you think like a little visual, you see yourself, your, your brain flexing in the mirror. It's like showing, its, showing off its muscles. But we really have to work hard to strengthen and grow our belief muscles. Because when you believe something is possible for you, you just move differently. You feel differently. You go out into the world differently. You are bolder. You recover from setbacks a lot faster. You innovate. You have the resiliency to keep pushing forward. You know that any progress that you make makes you successful. And this is why, again, talent does not determine success. Those who have gotten to a point where they have leveled up their mindset and they're in a place where they believe the business of their dreams is possible and that it can grow from a four-figure business to a five-figure business to a six-figure business to a seven-figure business, once you are in a place where you believe that's possible for you, you will start to see the things change. Because when you believe in the possibilities for yourself, you don't self-sabotage. You don't talk yourself out of doing things because you believe it's possible. You can see beyond your circumstances for today and really project over into the future. So in a lot of ways, I personally feel mindset is really also aligned with vision. If, if I think about like one of my favorite quotes on vision, it's by Jonathan Swift and it is vision is the art of seeing things invisible. And I just think about that as like, when you think about vision, you are forecasting into what you want for the future, the future that you see for yourself. And when you think about vision, the, the thing about vision is you have to really believe that it's possible for you if you don't have a clear vision. And if you have a clear vision, but you can't see that vision for yourself, it's probably not going to happen. And that all ties back to your mindset and what you believe is possible for yourself and how you see yourself in the world. And ultimately, that affects how you show up in the world. So it's really, really important that you get yourself in a good headspace because this is how you're going to hit all of those goals that you want to achieve. This is how you're going to level up. You have to shift your mindset. So if I have not made this abundantly clear already, mindset is everything. And I want you to think of your beliefs, especially as you're trying to shift your beliefs, particularly limiting beliefs. Beliefs are tools. So you need to use them wisely. Because if you think about tools, you use tools to help you do things. You use tools to help you do things faster or easier. We use tools to build. So if your beliefs are going to be tools, you don't want to be building with tools that are shoddy, that are limited. Think about these limited beliefs. Do you want to build a house? <laughs> Do you want to shape the reality of your life based on limited beliefs? No, that's not a great idea. That's not a great idea at all. So make sure you start becoming aware of your beliefs because as I said, they are tools and we want to make sure we are using them to the best of our ability and that we're using them wisely. Okay, so let's jump into the meat of this episode because I've talked about what mindset is, why mindset is important, and I want to share three really powerful ways that you can start leveling up your mindset. If you have a broken, stagnant, stale mindset, or if your mindset could just use some tuning up, 
Here are three ways that you can do that. So the first one is start challenging the narratives that you have accepted about yourself. And I think that this is really, really crucial because sometimes we accept stories, negative mindsets, limiting beliefs based on things that actually have nothing to do with us. And we're accepting stories that are not our own stories. And I want to share an example of this from my own life. So you probably don't realize this because I'm in your earbuds and we're not face to face, but I'm a very tall woman. I always joke when I meet people for the first time that I have met online. And usually the first thing they say is like, wow, you're a lot taller than I expected. And I always joke and say, well, yeah, those Instagram squares don't give my height, like do my height any justice. But for a woman, I'm very tall. I'm six feet tall. In my family, this is not an anomaly. Everyone in my family is very tall. I have a brother that is six, seven. My 14 year old son is currently the same height as me. Technically, I think he's a little, like maybe a, a half an inch taller than me, but I will not admit this to him. But I, I come from a very tall family. My mother is six feet. My dad's six five. My husband's six five. We just are a part of a tall family. And the other women in my family who are adults all range from like five nine or better. So being tall is not weird to me. It's my norm but it's weird to other people, (laughs) or at least I have always been led to believe that. So growing up as a very tall woman, is it's an experience because there are a lot of insecurities, mostly coming from men that are forced upon you from a young age. So I remember always being teased and ridiculed about my height, just being so tall. The boys always had something to say about why am I so tall and just all of these jokes and names that they used to call. And those things kind of weigh on you because it it put me in this place where over time I started to believe, well, I should shrink myself. I should be smaller. What boys want, they want smaller, daintier women. And being a tall woman, I'm too much. It's too much. I shouldn't be trying to stand out. I should really try to blend in and, and be as like incognito as I could be. And it took me until, and I, this, this teasing started early on in elementary school, and it took me to college, really, to work through that. And I realized about two years ago, I, I've been in a good place about my height for many years, but I realized about two years ago that there was still a belief that I was holding onto about my height that wasn't mine. And I remember specifically this day I was out, this is when I was training for the half marathon. So this was in 2017. And I remember I was out doing a run one afternoon and I, I always have the best thoughts when I'm engaged in exercise. And I remember just very clearly in my mind, just like my mind asked me like, why don't you take yourself more seriously? Why are you always trying to downplay yourself or shrink yourself to fit other people or to fit in? And in my mind, in my mind said, you can fit in even if you wanted to. It's not in your DNA. And when I tell you, I took a picture that day because I wanted to remember this day so bad. I want to remember what day this happened. And that was such a, like an amazing aha moment because it really made me sit here and think to myself, like, wow, if there, there's not a truer statement than that. Like, even if I wanted to fit in with all of the other women, wherever I'm at, that's just not going to happen. I am a very tall woman. <laughs> that's just, that's the reality of my life. That is my DNA. 
And it's something that I realized that even though I've gotten to a comfortable place where I don't feel any way on a day-to-day basis about my height, there are still things that I was doing that was communicating that I wasn't comfortable being bold and being and standing out. And it's just one of those things that as I processed that after that happened, I just realized like, wow, I can't believe I've been holding on to that for all those years. So the point of me sharing this with you is challenge the narratives that you have accepted about yourself. Challenge the stories that you have accepted about yourself. Challenge the beliefs that you have about yourself. Are these things that you actually really feel in your heart and soul? Or are these things that other people deflected or projected on you? Because isn't it crazy to carry around years and years of projections for for a few insecurities for like boys in my elementary school and middle school and high school? It's crazy. It's bananas. So that's number one. Challenge the narratives that you have accepted about yourself. My second one is change your self-talk. So we all have internal dialogues. Whether or not you want to admit that you talk to yourself, we all talk to ourselves. Most of us do it inside of our own mind, which is, <laughs> is acceptable, it's, but it's still a form of talking to yourself. But you need to really become conscious about how you talk to yourself and how you speak about yourself. And again, I have an example of this because this is something that I realized in the last couple of weeks and I've been super conscious about making changes to this. So I do journaling for the most part, not every single day, but I try to journal in the morning as a part of my morning routine. And what I like to do is I like to do a lot of stream of consciousness writing, just whatever's on the top of my mind and just follow that trail out until wherever I go. But I realized the other day as I was sitting to do some journaling that this journal is full of, I don't want to say complaints, but it's full of basically me picking apart everything that I feel like I'm not doing well enough, everything that I feel like I haven't made enough progress on or I haven't been consistent enough in. And it's like, as I flip through the pages, maybe every so often there was a page or a paragraph about a success or something that I had done well. But overwhelmingly, this journal is just full of all these reinforcements that you're not doing enough and you're not doing well enough and just like a whole woe is me. What is wrong with me? Why can't I figure this out type deal? And I just thought, that's crazy. That is crazy. Why am I spending so much time writing about all of these things that I'm not doing enough of And I spend so little time writing about things that I'm doing really, really well. And that's when I realized like, okay, so what you need to do is shift this. You need to change this. You need to level it up and start thinking about what are the things that you're doing really well? And how can you add that into your daily journaling and mindset practice to get into a space where you are celebrating and acknowledging the things that you're doing really well every day? Because there are things that you are doing great at every single day, but you are glossing over those in favor of spending time stewing over the things that you feel like you're falling short on. So now I have, as part of my journal prompts, I do gratitude every morning. I try to come up with three things. I write a short list of affirmations that a lot of times it's the same ones over and over again because I'm trying to solidify them. But then I have a space and the heading is what I'm doing really well right now. 
and I write about all the things that I feel like I'm knocking out the park. This podcast, I've been super consistent with this podcast. Yeah, there are some weeks where you don't get a new episode, but for the most part, you get an episode every single week. And I've told you guys many times before (laughs) that when you don't have a seasonal show, creating a podcast is a little bit relentless and you just kind of feel like you're always on this wheel churning out content. So there are times where I feel like I need a break and I need a buffer time. But other than that, I mean, I'm doing really, really well with that. So I just want to make sure that I am highlighting every single day what I'm doing a good job at. Because I it made me realize, well, okay, if we can come up with solutions for the things that I feel like I'm not doing well enough, what if we thought about what are you doing really well and how can you lean into more of that? How can you maximize more of those opportunities? So I'm trying to use this journaling practice as a way to, one, celebrate myself consistently, but then two, really think about ways that I can do an even better job, help myself level up even more on the thing that I'm doing really well. How can I strengthen that and solidify that? Okay, so I know that this is more of a case of writing, but still, that's a part of your self-talk. When you're writing things about yourself or you're reading the things that you wrote, these are things you wrote about yourself. So really changing your self-talk. If you are constantly saying negative things to yourself, empower yourself. Say wonderful things to yourself. Tell yourself how amazing you are. Tell yourself how beautiful you are. But the core here is starting to really lean into and think about how you are speaking to yourself and then changing that so that you are speaking to yourself in a more empowering and affirming matter. Because again, we are shifting our mindsets. We're trying to level up. And you can't do that if you are telling yourself all of the things that you're not good at or if you're beating yourself up or beating yourself down. So stop doing that. Finally, the third way is create habits that support your mindset changes. And as I just mentioned, this morning mindset routine that I'm putting together where I am writing my gratitude, doing my affirmation, and then writing about what I'm doing really well at this point, that is a part of a morning mindset routine. And this is a habit that I'm trying to build where I am consistently reaffirming myself, saying positive things, being grateful, and trying to lean into those good feelings in an effort to get my day started in a place where I feel grounded, I feel good, my mind is in a good place. It's not overwhelmed. It's not stressed out. And I find that that for me is a really great way to start my morning. Another thing that I do as a part of this routine is that I get up first thing and I work out first thing in the morning. So I've been getting up at five and getting to the gym like around 545. I've been spinning every single morning, even when there's no spin classes. Shout out to the Peloton digital app because you can pick up spin class whenever <laughs> you just log on to the app. But that is a part of a habit that is supporting mindset changes. So if I want to be in this place where I am changing the narratives that are that other people have said about me or that I don't actually believe are true and I want to change my self-talk, I need to create habits that support those changes. And one of the ways that I do that is with a morning mindset routine. For you, there's a bunch of different things you can do just depending on what your goals are and what mindset things that you need to work on. So if you know that you want to change some limiting beliefs around money. Maybe one of the habits that you need to get into the habit of is tracking the money that you're making and writing affirmations about that, saying affirmations about the money you want to make, being more consistent with asking for business or asking for the sale. Because again, 
these are all habits, it's helping you increase, like the whole idea is to get you to a place where you realize that there's possibility and that you're not limited by, remember what I said, the two things that limit you, what you can see and what your mind already believes. So you are trying to get your mind into a place where it believes in abundance, where it believes that there is more out there and there's more for you to receive. So you need to think about what kind of habits can you create that support these mindset shifts? And then you need to build these habits into your daily life, whether it be in the morning, in the afternoon, you can come up with a routine for a get my mind right for work routine. So if you have a job that I don't want to say you don't like it, but maybe it causes you stress. Well, how can you get yourself in a place where you don't start out your day with that type of stress, where you don't start off your day feeling like, oh, this is just going to be the worst thing ever. Because if you go into work like that, it's just going to be the worst thing ever. So what do you need to do? What kind of mindset do you need to adopt for that to feel good? And then build some habits and some routines around that so that you're doing those things consistently every day. It's hard for me to tell you specifically what's going to work because I'm not you. And each person is individual. Like I said, I like getting up at five o'clock in the morning and going to the gym and spinning. It brings me so much joy and it makes me so happy. And I come home and I feel empowered and I feel ready to attack the day. But maybe that doesn't feel good for you. And that is perfectly fine. You just need to find the habits that are going to feel good and that are going to support where you're trying to go. Because as I tell you all the time, these things are individual and they're going to require testing and you're going to have to figure out what works for you and what doesn't. And what works for me may not work for you. And that's perfectly fine. You just have to figure out what is your thing. Finally, the one thing I want to say before we end this is start small. This isn't necessarily a step because I feel like advice is always Start small, take baby steps. But I think it's true. You don't need to make sweeping changes for this to stick. You don't need to make sweeping changes to start leveling up your mindset. It can be something small. It can be something as small as becoming aware about how you write about yourself in your journal and changing the narrative there. It can be something as small as realizing every time you maybe overeat a little bit, you beat yourself up. It can be, they're small changes. It doesn't have to be something huge. So think about what is a small step that you can take that's going to get you to this place where you are consistently working on your mindset and we're doing our mindset work, our mindset activities to grow and strengthen those mindset muscles every single day. Because remember, we need to do that. What you can see and what you believe are where our limitations start. And we want to push back those limitations, push back those boundaries as much as we can. So that's it. A really quick recap of our three powerful ways to level up our mindset. Number one, challenge the narratives that you have accepted about yourself, particularly if they are stories or beliefs that come from other people. Two, change your self-talk. Talk to yourself more positively. Three, create habits that support your mindset changes. So whatever you need to do that's going to get you in a good headspace and believing that things are possible for you, you need to come up with some habits that are going to support those things. That's it for this episode. I would love to know your thoughts. What do you think about mindset? Are you doing the mindset work? Were there any parts of this episode that really, really resonated with you that spoke to you? Let me know. I would love to have you tag me on Instagram, share your favorite part of this episode, jump to my DMs and let me know what you liked or didn't like in a respectful manner. I would love to hear from you. You can find me at Star Chasers only on Instagram. 
I'm also at Star Chasers only on Twitter, and I'll respond to you there as well if you are more into tweeting than Instagramming. Also, I wanted to invite you to check out Star Chasers United. As I mentioned earlier in the episode, we are diving into mindset all month long, having conversations about mindset, what we need to do, some of the things that we believe. There are really great conversations that are already happening, and I can't wait to see how things progress as we get through the month and really dive into some other things that I want to discuss. And in addition to this mindset conversation, we are also doing our regular events, monthly office hours, virtual co-working, pop-up masterminds, book club. We're reading a really great book this month about mindset and shifting that. So if these things sound like something that you want to be a part of, I invite you to join us because the more the merrier, but also it's just a really, really great space. I can't ever like overstate that. The women that are already in the community are great. They're very supportive. We have really great conversations. And so I think that you should join us. You need to be in on all of this goodness that's happening. If you want to learn more about Star Chasers United, you can get membership details over at starchasersunited.com. And if you can't remember how to spell all of those things, the link is in the show notes. But that's all I have for this week, Star Chasers. Until next time, go out there and pimp your brilliance.